3: And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times,
2: we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to math and magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Always follow the, follow the money. That's
3: what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah.
2: This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on V
0: Top of the morning to you. It is Follow the Money here on V the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard live in downtown Las Vegas. Circa Resort Casino is the spot. Three hours lined up today. We're going to hit everything in 45 minutes. Jeff Davis from right here at Circus Sports on the NHL. Aaron Renning, next hour, professional handicapper and uh, better on the NBA. And David Baker, two time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And uh, he and his partner won the 2020 Super Contest out here in Las Vegas, a weekly pick 'em uh, with five games against the spread. We will talk NFL schedule at that time with David Baker. And uh, we will get to the NFL and the schedule release. Some point spreads coming up in about 30 minutes. Uh, we did have games last night, Paulie, as well at the same exact time. Good timing by by the NFL. Oh, six game sixes, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and both blowouts in the NBA. Yeah. But as a result of what we saw last night in hockey, three game sevens coming up over the weekend, and uh, you know that that's a fitting end, I thought, in Philadelphia for that team to go down in flames like that, blown out. Where was the effort out of the gates in the second half? Um, That's a demoralizing loss if you're that fan base, the process, et cetera. Um, Yeah, true. The NBA injury, obviously, I think, again, going back to game five, had a lot to do with this. But that's, I mean, is that not exhibit A of what James Harden's career has been all about?
4: How do you explain that? Two shots in the second half of an, an elimination game. Well, the ball wasn't coming back my way, he said. And then Embiid ripped him afterwards, saying you got to be aggressive.
0: Uh-huh. Oh man, I know is, that, we're that's, not getting the James Harden from no. Houston, is what he said.
4: No, that oh, that's uh, that's his resume in a nutshell and his playoff history in a nutshell. And I wanted to trust the process, but between the Fultz pick, four, what happened with Simmons? You make this big trade to try to save the season. It didn't work out. They haven't made a conference final. How about not even fouling down nine with
0: two minutes? Not only that, pulling everybody. Waving the white flag with two minutes to go. I could not believe what I was watching last night. I know. You rarely see that in the NBA. They gave up in an elimination game. Now, how about this? On Harden, what an observation. Uh, Kirk Goldsberry is great on the NBA. Paulie, did you realize that last night was the first time in Harden's career where he played at least 40 minutes and attempted zero free throws? No. Yeah.
4: Oh, my God. There it is. That's <laughs> no, all you need again? to know. I know. How do you take two shots in an elimination game? I mean, how do you come out like that again in the third quarter? It's staggering. But, again, that we shouldn't be surprised because that's his resume. And every stop and what, what happened in Houston and some of these epic collapses and not shooting the ball and Kawhi Leonard doesn't play and you lose to the Spurs and the the comeback against the Clippers when he's on the bench. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. And full marks to the Heat, right? That's It, it ne- never worked out for Philly. But everything Riley does turns to gold. Yeah, correct. Good speedo. point. I'll, go, I'll get this Strews guy. Okay, no problem. Duncan Robinson, take him. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about here? I'll grab this Vincent guy, all right? Oh, the Sixers don't want to work it out with Butler. And he ripped them afterwards, walking into the tunnel with it. They went with Tobias Harris? Come on. Uh, so they go Harris. We'll take Jimmy Butler, who's an underrated, not a superstar, but an underrated player, I think, and still can get you 25
0: mm-hmm. anytime he wants. Everything Riley does turns to gold. I mean, Butler on national TV, as soon as the game ends, Yep, he's talked to... Uh, by the sideline reporter, and he says again on national TV, "I can't believe they got rid of me. I, I love I love Miami," he said, "but I w- I'm you know I wish I was still in Philadelphia." How many athletes have ever said something like that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Sure. And the other thing, you you, you cleaned up if uh, you took
4: Harden under too. Well, the entire playoffs, Harden and, hard and prop under kept cashing. Yeah. As he wasn't it, it the went same player over but, what one time. But, yeah, but you know Danny Green injury was big. It seemed like uh, that, that really took the air out of their sails. And, yeah, another one. But, uh, but finally, a, a road team wins here in this series. We'll get to what happened in the late game coming up. But, uh, okay, conference finals. They, they have home court now. I mean, it's probably the least you've ever talked about or discussed about a one seed in NBA history with, with what this Heat team accomplished this yep, year. Right. It was all about the stupid nets, what Boston was doing, the defending champs. Uh,
0: with Milwaukee, all the, the drama with Philadelphia. Oh, by the way, yeah. we're the one who We're in the conference yeah, finals. Yeah. A lot of it had to do with the team they beat last night as well. Again, I referenced this. So here is Jimmy Butler as soon as the game ended last night saying, I kind of wish I was still in a 76ers uniform.
5: You me? To buy his
4: over me? You me?
0: That was after hey, the match. Hey. That was after the fact, <laughs> yes. but he he kept going with it oh, last night. Yep. Now, do you want to hear something uh, even more magical after last night? Oh, sure. Incredible. I expected him to rattle off the, the entire 2003 Orlando Magic roster. Uh, this guy takes zero accountability. Yep. I, I don't know how much time. this That may have been his last game ever in Philadelphia as the head coach last night. Who knows? People are pushing for that already. Oh, he's gone. And I honestly don't think he should coach anywhere ever again. I agree. But he will. L- listen to this. Listen, to is this a leader? Does this sound like a head coach in the NBA to you after another
1: loss last night? I don't worry about my job, Howard. I think I do a a terrific job, and if you don't, then you should write it because I worked my butt off to get this team here. When I first got here, no one picked us to be anywhere. Uh, And again this year, the same thing. So if that's how anyone feels, write it, and I'm going to feel secure about it.
4: This
0: guy what an asinine oh, oh, oh. comment to make! <laughs> which which one? I,
4: or comments, I should say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Howard Eskin asked the question. He's been on the show many times. He's a pit bull, and he comes right at you with the questions. There were several tweets about this post game presser should be on pay per view between Harden, Embiid, and then and then Doc. Mm-hmm. But no one picked that. This, this year or in the no, when I got no, here, nobody picked you. I nobody walked, gave you a chance. Oh my god! And then and uh, what a great coach, Mike Adams is right. He tweeted this too. This fake resume. This guy is living off the 2008 title. Correct. That's it. Yep. I mean, By the what, way, what does he really accomplish when you look at? He has. He's the. He's a choke artist. He leads the world in blowing three-one leads. How many times is his team not ready to play in a big game? They, they weren't ready in the second half and got run out. Always with the excuses. He's Kyrie Irving. Kyrie's living off the Game Seven shot against the Warriors. Correct. Everyone think he's this, this great player. Look at the check the resume on Rivers, and he loves to point the finger after a season's over a tough loss. Well, wow, I did. I I work hard. I should hope so. You I a did my job.
0: Money. I worked my ass off. I work hard. That's. I mean, again, we've heard zero accountability from this guy the entire postseason, and we've heard countless excuses. You want that guy as your head coach in 2022? No, thanks. Again, that 2008 Boston team, as Mike Adams pointed out. I mean, anybody could he, – he said Tim Floyd. Uh, look at what Danny Ainge had to do to go out and ensure that they were actually going to be making a deep run and have a chance to play for the title that year. Mm-hmm. They added a collection of, you know, the best players in the entire league. And they struggled, by the way, in the Eastern Conference playoffs that year to get to the NBA Finals. They went seven with the Hawks? Yeah. It's crazy, the before first they, round. Before yep. they eventually beat the Lakers. Uh, I just – I don't get it. And he'll – if he gets fired by Philadelphia today – which I'm assuming he won't, but, you know, whatever. Uh, the Lakers will go after him, or some other team in the NBA will go after him. Probably. But rest assured, it will not be a crappy team that he'll go to. It will be a team loaded with talent. <laughs> and they will fail miserably again with, with him as the head coach. He's talking like they are the Orlando Magic. Yeah. No expectations. Yeah. No one
4: expected us to Are you out of your mind? He's completely what? delusional, Paulie. Ah, Lombardi's right. He's never been covered like that before with that type of media. Now, Boston, they're tough. But, I mean, this sure. is the, just Philly. They're all over him here the Things were going well in Boston, right? But here it's like, okay, well, can you navigate the east here and some of the issues you have to go through? And uh, I work hard, I've done a good job.
0: My god, what a disappointment! You are wasting, uh, well, a lot you can say this about a lot, lot of NBA teams, they are wasting prime years of Joel Embiid's career. Oh, bingo,
4: bingo. That's why this is huge for Maury. Doc has to go, you have to go out and make big moves in the offseason, make a big trade. I don't know what you do with Harden. But this is it. You're running out of time with well, it. Well, for the love of God, you can't. I mean, the the max is. Is that no. even a conversation Good. at this point? Well, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad we're having that. That It looks like uh, people understand what's going on now with Harden and also Kyrie uh-huh. after what Mark said, too. I mean, how are you going to give these guys $250
0: million? There's no we way you can't can justify count on that. Them. No way you can justify that. No. And in the other game last night, Mavericks with another home blowout of the Phoenix Suns. And this is going to go seven. That game will be on Sunday night back in Phoenix. And the only way for this series to end, and I tweeted this last night, the only way for this to end is for the Suns to win by 100 points.
4: <laughs> win by 40. You yep. believe this? Home team, 6-0, and straight up in ATS, all blowouts. Mm-hmm. One game was seven, but it was, it was a 15-point game late. Correct. Dallas made it look uh, respectable in game one. This is ridiculous. You know, another one, Brian Mahoney. I agree with him comparing the Suns to the 2008 Celtics. They might win the whole thing. And we thought they were very good going in, but this should not happen. Correct. Dallas, Another Dallas. One. I mean, you got you got to worry about Luke and it's a great coaching job by a kid. But you shouldn't go seven. You shouldn't be getting blown out here. You got to respond on the road. And what has happened to Chris Paul? Our buddy Chad Anders thinks they're going to un- unveil Foster in Game Seven too. Right. Which would be a, a punch to the gut if that happens. But this is. I like this tweet. Best team in the regular season. Maybe it takes them three rounds to show they're the best team. But they have to go seven against Dallas here, and they get run out again. Where's the sense of
0: urgency? Come on, Paul. You cannot go on the road. I know Dallas is good, and Luca's the best player on the court. You can't go on the road and lose all these games by. You know, last night was almost thirty points again. It's getting no. worse. No. The longer they play on the road, that can't. Ha- if you're a sixty-four win team and thought of as the no. best team in the NBA, come on, man, get it together.
4: Can't, can't count on the supporting cast to do anything on the road. They're Struggle against the I mean, to Pelicans. Yeah, slow, bingo. Slow down, Brunson. Do something. I mean, just. Mm-hmm.
0: No, no toughness either. Chris Paul, oh, I believe I saw it today coming in, seven fouls in the three games at home, 15 on the games in Dallas. So how is it going to be yeah. called in game seven? Does he get a friendly whistle? Yeah. Will the others go nuts for Dallas? I say unlikely. Right. And they're six-point favorites now in game seven to close them out. But yeah. that's been that's pretty much where the number's been at home the entire time when they're playing against Dallas here in the series. I know I bet it because I like
4: the number and it was more about uh, Booker status during the New Orleans series. I can't believe I'm saying this. The Dallas Mavericks can win the title. Oh, yes, they can. Oh, absolutely. If they win, Golden State is phony.
0: You're telling they me right so now. Ma- Golden I actually, State is- God, am I begging for a Memphis win tonight? Oh, that'd be great. Because I want to see Memphis-Dallas actually at this point in the Western Conference Finals. Yep. My bets are talking, but also, like, I, I really hope Golden State goes down. Because I, I agree with you. I think they are tad phony. It's like you said last week. They th- You think Durant's still on the team.
4: That's the way they're power they rated. Play, they play Denver, and they everything has gone right for them in terms of injuries and and yeah. t- catching teams at the right time.
0: All right, the first hour of Follow the Money is brought to you exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. I hope everybody got down on this. What a call by by one of our favorite guests earlier in the week.
3: and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it.
2: In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe
5: v the Sports Betting
4: Network. Welcome back. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers, as you covered, they've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Great to talk to Jeff Davis joins us now uh, from Circa assistant sports book manager and a lot to get into. We'll go rapid fire. How about this? Now your Rangers favored on the road game six. And we don't, if Crosby's got a concussion, Oh boy, but it's two nothing Pittsburgh. He gets hurt. He leaves all hell breaks loose. Third string goalie. Who knows what Crosby's status is going to be. And the Rangers, even though they're down three, two and are on the road, our favorite on the road. What do you think?
8: This series has just been crazy. I mean, talk about unpredictable. Shesterkin has looked quite human. Uh, each team has had huge gaps in just ability to play good hockey, for lack of a better phrase. And and it's just unbelievable what's happening. Louis Doming is a guy that he, throughout his career, you, you, you see him announced and Domingue's going to start you can't wait to bet the opponent the over and he's the guy in there for Pittsburgh. And it's, I have no idea what's going to happen, but this line definitely is probably like 70% that Crosby's going to be out. Yeah. Uh, if Crosby plays, this number's going to come back. I think it gets closer to pick him. Uh If Crosby's out, it's going to go up a little bit more, but not all that much, but it kind of seems uh, if you listen to what, the way Sullivan's tone was yesterday, it doesn't seem uh, very positive, and right. I I would think he doesn't play tonight.
4: So what's he what's he worth? Because uh, you have the one game what you mentioned with the twenty cents there, or maybe twenty five cents. But you saw an eighty cent difference on the adjusted series price from game to game. So like so like a Crosby, even you want to go, uh, you really want to extend it to a Matthews or a McDavid. What are, how much are these guys worth to the number?
8: I mean. It, it depends. Obviously, it depends on who's on what team are they on and who's going to fill the minutes. Uh, is the team deep enough to – well, obviously, they're never going to replace a Crosby or a Matthews, but can they survive without them? So, you know, it's it's team to team. But a guy like Sidney Crosby is probably worth 4, 4.5% four to the number, meaning if the game's a pick them 4.5% maybe at minus is like about $0.20. Cents. Hmm. The further away you get from – the further away you get from Pickham, the more it turns out to be in, you know, if you're looking at it from a sense perspective. But a guy like Matthews and McDavid might be worth as much as 6 6.5%. Six
0: okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, so some of these other games that we have going on then. Um, you have followed the Boston Bruins for a long, long time. I saw this earlier today, Jeff. The Carolina Hurricanes are going to t- – trying to tie an all-time record – for any team in the history of the NHL, a bunch of teams are tied with six consecutive Game 7 wins. The Hurricanes, believe it or not, have five consecutive wins in a Game 7 in the playoffs. Uh, this number here you made, I think it's $1. twenty-seven on Carolina. What do you expect in that Game 7?
8: I have no idea. The series, it's been close, but it hasn't been close at all. None of the games yeah. have really been... It, the home team is kind of... Uh, taking control of these games. I I think the first couple of games in Carolina were closer than the score kind of led on Boston was really in these games and and just didn't break their way, especially game one. I could only have Boston here. I really think Boston is, is, is as good or better than Carolina as a whole, but from what we've seen, home ice advantage means has meant a lot more than what we would normally expect in this series. I, I, the number you see out there is right. I don't really expect it to move all that much. Uh, as far as the game seven thing, I saw that last night with Carolina winning all these game sevens. I mean, four of the five of them, none of these guys were on their the roster. I don't, I don't put that much into that, but yeah, I think this one, uh, Com- pretty much a toss-up. You see, Carolina being a small favorite because they're at home. Uh, in the way this series is gone, if it continues, uh, Carolina will win in a blowout. But hey, it's Game Seven; anything can happen.
4: How much does history matter with the Maple Leafs? And and, and you're going oh, against a, the two-time defending champion.
8: What a series this has oh, been, yes. man! Toronto, Toronto was just so unlucky last night. They were so good in overtime, so good, and Vasilevsky was was just better. Uh, th- this series is so is the definition of the playoff hockey series. That is must see TV and you can't look away from it. Every game, except for, I think one has been just, you know, nip and tuck type hockey. Uh, I don't, I mean, as far as losing all these playoff series is the fans feel it. And the team's going to, they're going to hear about it, but when they get out on the ice, they're not thinking about that. They're just playing the game, uh, picking a winner in this game. I have absolutely no idea. Uh, some sharp money has always been on the Lightning, it, pretty much every game and the series. And it, it seems the way the market has gone, the market thinks the Lightning are better than the Leafs as a whole. Okay. I, I think the Leafs are a little bit better than the Lightning, but again, it's it, picking something, picking a winner between these two teams in a Game Seven. Uh, that environment is going to be absolutely incredible. I can't be. wait to watch.
4: I have no clue. Saturday night. The road teams won four of the six games at Edmonton and L.A. I mean, the Edmonton should win. They're ten favorite, but I, they haven't won a playoff series since 2017. And you say what you want and rip the Kings, and they're lucky to be here all this business. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Kings win game seven.
8: Oh, I 100% agree. You, you take a guy like Mike Smith, and when Mike Smith's on, he's as right. good as anyone. And when he's bad, he's so bad. Uh, and you never knew you like from game to game, you get something different and it almost feels the same with Jonathan quick. Uh, it's this series is really hard to predict. If I, if I had to bet something, I would probably take the price with the Kings. Nothing would really, so like you said, nothing would really surprise me the way this series has played out. There's seemingly, there's seemingly been no flow or like any way to predict what's going to happen. Uh, so yeah, I, it, I mean, the number is what it is because it has to be, Uh, just based on the quality of the two teams and the high-end players that Edmonton has. But I mean, are you, are you weighing 210 knowing that Mike Smith's your goalie?
0: No, can't do it. No way. Uh, How about this, Jeff? Uh, For people who really maybe Mm -hmm. never bet the NHL or rarely bet it, I would say plop down some money on the under in one of these games. If you want to go on a three hour thrill ride, because I mean, my God, with what happens late in the third period and, goalies getting pulled and shenanigans and power plays. It's a, uh, it's a suicide mission to bet unders.
8: <laughs> it really has. And I've, I've joked with some friends, the same thing. You're never safe. It could be one, nothing at the end of the second period. And the game could be the neutral zone could be completely clogged. No odd man <laughs> rushes, no real chances. And then it could be two, two instantaneously. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it, you know, and again, with, if a team is down two goals and they get a power play with, Eight and a half minutes left, the goalie's coming out.
4: So yep. it, oh, yeah. yeah it's, yep.
8: Yeah, it's uh, betting an under, you're almost better not even watching it and then <laughs> looking at the score after and hoping you win. It, <laughs> yes. uh, it's, it's a real <laughs> tough stomach in some of these games.
4: One matchup is set, second round. What do you make Colorado-St. Louis?
8: Uh, we hung Colorado minus $4, St. Louis plus three and a quarter last night. Uh, haven't seen much action to this point. Yeah. And honestly, if it was before the blues beat the wild, I think it would be closer to $5, maybe a little higher. Oh, man, the geez. difference in these two teams, like, yeah, the teams are slightly different. If you look back the last playoffs, they, these two teams played in the first round at Colorado, absolutely skated circles around them. Uh, it was the, the biggest blowout in any series. It, yeah. The blues didn't have Buchnevich last year and they didn't have Brandon Saad. But if if you look at these rosters, the Avalanche have at least five players on their roster that are better than the best player on St. Louis, and and to me, that's just too much to come back from. I mean, mm-hmm. McCarr, McKinnon, rent and Landeskog and Kadri are all better. Uh, Devon Tate, Devon Tate's too. So six. There's six guys uh, all better than whoever St. Louis's best player is. St. Louis has a lot of really good players, but they don't have. a a real superstar. And if you take a look back at most cup winning teams, they all have one or two guys that are just on the next level. This St. Louis team, while they have a lot of great young talent, they don't have a guy, so to speak. And I just, if they get one, yeah, okay. I could see them maybe getting one, but I have no idea how this team is going to be Colorado.
4: Yeah. 30 seconds. Could you believe the trots news?
8: Uh, No, not, not one bit. Uh, I tweeted about it instantly, like, get this guy in Las Vegas tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it, it There's a few good jobs out there, and I can't imagine if he's going to be unemployed all that long. If he wants a job, somebody's going to sure. hire him. I mean, this Islanders team for the last few years, he took a roster that really wasn't all that great and made them a Stanley Cup contender. And this year, just the regression had to happen. They got clobbered by COVID early in the season, and they just never really... Yep could get anything back so I, yeah i don't i wouldn't put that the islander season on trots whatsoever yeah,
0: great stuff jeff uh, good luck this weekend thanks for the time okay guys yep be good first hour of follow the money is brought to you exclusively by bet rivers your hometown sports book get a 100% first deposit match bonus now with the code 250 match must be 21 plus offer is not valid in all areas check betrivers.com for full offer details and rules
3: Bet BetRivers Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. BetRivers Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit. And all bonuses are only one-time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes BetRivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or older? Playable in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. See the Bet River Sportsbook app for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Or in Colorado, call 1-800-522-4700. Playable in New Jersey. As play Ch- <laughs>
7: Follow the money on
2: v the sports betting network.
4: Here we go. Top horse racing plays from Express Bet analyst Jeff Siegel, both from Santa Anita. Fifth race, he likes the three southern horse. Two to one odds on the morning line. And the seventh race, he likes the six. Three to one on top. You can bet these races and more using First Bet, the preferred horse betting app of v Bet these races and all the others on the First Bet app. Sign-up day with First Bet. Use the code VEGAS1000 for an instant $10 free, plus up to a $1,000 bonus. com slash horses for details. com slash horses. Joined now by Aaron Running, one of the best to uh, do it in the NBA. Professional sports better joins us now. The last time we talked to you, we were surprised at the Game 3 line between Golden State and Memphis. I thought 7 was crazy, and they're being priced like the Nuggets. Well, Golden State blew them out, but look what's transpired since then. And now Memphis should have this series lead, uh, considering they they blew that last game in Golden State. They're up 55 in game five. I couldn't believe it. But (laughs) how how do you lay eight and a half, though, tonight, considering what what happened in the last game and, and how well, for whatever reason, for over two months now, how well Memphis has played without John Morant?
5: Yeah. Good to be with you guys. Well, number one, I, I don't uh, lay eight and a half, eight, Paulie uh, I, I'm on the, as I've mentioned, I'm on the Memphis side of the equation here. But uh, with that said, I mean, this certainly seems the situation where it is hard to bet against Golden state. I mean, what a debacle, uh, embarrassing performance uh, by the Warriors of 134 points for Memphis and going into the game. Of course, that was off. Uh, you know the ninety-eight points that Memphis scored without Ja. Yeah. Uh, in the, in that earlier game, and you're you're kind of like, well, how is Memphis going to score here? And yeah, they put up one hundred thirty-four. Could have seemed like they they could have scored more uh, in that game. So you know, sometimes you just can't explain things that uh, happen. But uh, hopefully, that's going to set up for a good bet for me in this game. I, I came in pretty hard uh, under the total here tonight. Uh, I bet um, what. Uh, I guess what day is it? What Monday or Tuesday's (laughs) game? I I bet uh, that game hard under the total, the one hundred one ninety-eight. never in doubt. As long as you avoid overtime there, I did bet the last game under the total as well. So uh, I'm going to keep coming back here. I mean, obviously the series has changed. No jaw for Memphis. And you know, again, I've made a ton of money betting Memphis without jaw all season long and betting under, under the total uh, as well. But yeah, on the road here, you wonder where Memphis points are going to come from, but you know, not only is it no jaw, but you have more Steven Adams in the game. Now he's, he's back in there. Uh, Certainly he's going to help them defensively more than anything he's going to offer from an offensive perspective. Then you have this kind of strange situation where Mike Brown has taken over as the coach for the warriors, obviously known as this defensive specialist guy, you know, good luck Sacramento with that. But, uh, you, you would think that, uh, you know, the again, the Warriors, I, I thought they could be one of the best defensive teams in the playoffs. I would expect that to to see that here tonight. Uh, maybe look at uh, Memphis' team total under here as well, but uh, pretty good bet under the
4: total. I think Jenkins has had a bad series. I mean, it took them uh, so long to realize the shot in the arm that Adams could give them. They killed them on the boards and the offensive glass in the last game. He was great in game four, and for whatever reason, Jones was buried on the bench too, and he had 21 points in the win. So I, I think you're right about the the drop-off with Kerr and Brown, but uh, I think Jenkins waited too late to play some people.
5: Well, it's tough because, I mean, every he, 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 with Memphis, you just don't know who's going to be there for you that night. I mean, it's kind of a different guy, and some guys, you know, Melton, sometimes he's on, sometimes he's off. So I, I think he kind of goes through this on a game-by-game basis, is which one of these bench get, get players can I count on tonight?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so then how about in the other series here? Game six, now back in Milwaukee, they're laying a point-and-a-half this morning here at Circa against the Boston Celtics. And uh, the total, how do you normally, Aaron, uh, approach betting? Because I know you said you like the under in that other game coming up tonight, but the Bucks were a dead under to begin in the playoffs, and then the numbers had to adjust, obviously, with the totals. Well, then look what happened the last two games when they came all the way down. Both games then eventually went over the total, and tonight it's hovering around two ten and a half, maybe a two eleven out there in this total between the Bucks and the Celtics.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, generally the playoffs I'll look under before I bet over, and uh, generally I'll probably have seventy five percent, eighty percent unders uh, in the NBA playoffs, and generally I just go by my numbers. And sometimes you can pick things up. And here's what I'll, I'll talk about. And you can pick out in, in this game or this series with Milwaukee and Boston. I was a little bit surprised with the adjustment from the Bucks, really in game one where they came out and had that tremendous ball pressure, 94 feet, 90 feet, whatever it was. Uh, I mean, they picked up Boston full court and uh, again, they just didn't give these guys any breathing room. And again, that, you know, that takes time off the shot clock. It makes it very difficult for Boston to get into their offense. the, 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 the issue I had with that was, you know, can Milwaukee sustain that ball pressure through a six, seven game series? It's a lot to ask of a depth, you know, a depth shy Milwaukee team to play that style of defense. And then really after into game three, you could see less and less pressure from this Bucks team uh, from a defensive perspective, that full court ball pressure defense. And I think that's really shown with Boston, what they've been able to do offensively. First game offensive rating for Boston 89, second game one eighteen and a half. and a half. That's where they were 20 of 43 uh from three point land. Game 3 a 100 uh offensive rating. Game 4, I bet that game over the total, that's when Bucks start off to let off the gas pedal from a defensive perspective. 120 Boston uh offensive rating. Last game 116 for Boston. So if this kind of continues to trend like this where Bucks don't play that full court uh, defensive ball pressure. Uh, Boston's been able to score a lot easier.
0: By the way, I think in terms of who actually wins this game tonight, kind of a coin flip. I mean, the way the last two fourth quarters have gone, it's God. just uh, both, both teams have stolen one basically on, on the other team's home court.
5: I mean, it's been amazing. I mean, you just like I said. I mean, Bucks kind of let down a little bit defensively. Boston sixteen to nineteen from the field uh, in in uh, game four, and then yeah, the Bucks flipped the script. And, uh, I mean, amazing comeback. And, you know, again, it's it's kind of the series decider here in Milwaukee. Tough tough from a side perspective. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I've said Boston's been the best team, but, you know, the Bucks have the NBA's yeah. version of Superman.
4: I, yep. Yep. Uh, you said it uh, in February. Well, I, I think Boston's the best team in the league. They might not get out of the second round. It's crazy. How, how about game Sorry. seven? Uh, let's go ahead. Sorry.
5: No, I mean, I think these are, to me, the, you know, when healthy, these are the two best teams right. in the NBA right now.
4: Yep. How about the Suns laying 6 and 210 in Game 7? Home team has won and covered every uh, every game.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, this is tough from a side perspective for me. I mean, you know, this is very much the situation, the spot that Phoenix had in Game 5 where they eventually won that game by 30. Took a punch early. They were down, what, 24-16, uh, but, you know, eventually came back. I, I bet Dallas last night. And that, you know that's just it. Here we are at Game Seven, and some of some of the data here: home teams in Game Sevens going back, forty-two and eighteen straight up, thirty-two and twenty-eight against the spread. Uh, but the unders have been tremendous. Game Sevens NBA unders, Paulie, thirty-seven and 62 percent. Uh, so the unders have been very yeah. solid. Uh, side perspective: I, you know, I, the situation is here is for Phoenix. But with that said. Um, you know, Dallas got the best player in the series, you know, plus six points, maybe seven by game time, Luca and Luca hasn't been great. You know, the last four games, 41 and 99 from the field, seven of 33 from three point land, 21%. So. Uh, leaving the door open for, you know, again, the best player to get hot and make this a game. Well said. Uh, I would, uh, with that said, I would lean, uh, you know, I'm looking to play it under. I haven't played it yet. Lean uh, under the total there, game seven.
0: How about your buddy Doc Rivers last night with the adjustments again, ER?
5: Oh, my God. I mean, you let Butler go off every single game. and yeah. a- After every game, Doc's like, well, we're fine with Butler. I mean, he's the head of the snake. You got to try to cut it off. Uh, I mean, it's uh, – Pretty crazy, and uh, we'll see if uh, Doc ends up with the Lakers. That would be fitting. That would be a perfect fit uh, for Doc Rivers. And I'll say this, his his, uh, NBA title in Boston, uh, Kevin McHale gets more credit for making that happen than Doc Rivers.
0: Uh, Good point. Good point. Follow him on Twitter. He is at ER sports one Thanks for the time. Good luck tonight, ER. All
5: right. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, guys.
0: Let me give this, Paulie, to that point about playing Stephen Adams more. Back in the lineup, last two games. Offensive rating, 127.7. Defensive rating for the Grizz, 94.4. The net rating is plus 33.5. Oh, my God. It's woulda, coulda, shoulda, no. but uh, this team woulda, coulda, shoulda won this series.
4: Thorpe called that a long time he ago. He said though, it too.
0: He actually said it during the T Wolf series. Yeah. And he said, but, This is who you were the entire regular season. You can't change it now that the playoffs yeah. are here.
4: I didn't think he should have played in the Minnesota series, but he certainly he, he's been awesome in the Golden State series. Right. Uh, it's been bizarre, right? Game three was 142 to 112. Then they had the 41 38 halftime fiasco, and then 134 to 95. They are 5 and 0 at home during the playoffs. And the last three, the average win is thirteen points per game. But I'm telling you, this is big. The Snow curve Paul nailed it. I mean, get well soon. I mean good luck, Sacramento. How do you how are you down fifty five in a playoff
0: game? Impossible. You're favored. Yeah. It's a closeout game.
4: I mean, I couldn't believe they had zero answers
0: whatsoever. No, I really think Memphis. I mean, they should be up three-two minimum in this series. They blew this series. They did, but they They can come in loosey-goosey today. Direct though, again, again, I expect some to come. Have have a feel tonight, right? Maybe less Brooks, more Melton, more Jones. Sprinkle more Clark. Another guy, a lot of Adams. Give me a lot of Adams. Yep. Updated game six numbers in the NHL coming up next.
3: And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to
2: it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe
3: I said, you always
5: follow yeah, the
2: money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v the It's
4: a long ball weekend at River Sportsbook. You can win a $25 free bet whether your players go deep or punch out. During the free bet, place a $25 bet on any player to a home run in each of this weekend's Yankees-White Sox series. You must make the home run bet in all three games of the series during the free bet. See the site for details. Make your bets today on the BetRivers app. Or go to betrivers.com.
0: All right, let's start this hour talking a little NFL, and we'll do so with a professional poker player. Say what? Yeah, uh, David Baker uh, is a professional poker player, but he's also excellent at betting the NFL, specifically the contest here in Las Vegas. He and his partner took down the Super Contest and almost won circa million a couple of years ago at the same exact time. And he is kind enough to uh, be up early with us here on a Friday morning. David, thanks for the time today. How are you?
7: I'm great. Thank you for having me. I always love talking with you guys. NFL football, I've enjoyed our segments in the past and a little early to be discussed in NFL, but it feels like NFL season's 12 months a year these days. So um, they keep it in the forefront of all of our minds. So, you know, why not dive in and maybe look for some early value?
0: Sure. And let's do that right here. And again, like you said, it is only, I mean, it's Friday the 13th today in May. So we have a long time to go before kickoff. You know, we're, we're not going to expect people to go out there and pound these games and books won't let you get down a zillion dollars anyway. But you know what we're saying here. Uh, did anything jump out to you with the numbers that were sent out for week one?
7: Um, I mean, I, I looked a little bit at week one, but I tried to just take an overview of, of everything as a whole from the, the schedule release and kind of looking at it in segments. Um, you know, as far as your initial question, week one, one thing I did notice was that a lot of the better teams were on the road. Um, by better teams, I mean better teams in the matchups. There were a lot of home there were a lot of home dogs. Um, so I have to really kind of sit down and think about what I want to assess home field advantage this year. Um, each year it's kind of been coming down and almost been non-existent. The road teams have have fared well. So kind of try to see what, you know, the number is is kind of telling us that that they think home field advantage is. And if I think it's on, you know, the plus or minus side of that. Um one game that kind of stuck out, I thought. I, the Bengals were under a touchdown favorite at home versus the Steelers, and uh, I mean, I know it's a division rival, but um, you know, you're either going to have a first first game, first year, Kenny Pickett, or uh, Mitch Trubisky in a new system for Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati kind of owned Pittsburgh last year, so I I, I kind of that one kind of jumped out to me a little bit. Um, and uh also I kinda like the Vikings this year in general and, and they're they're a small home dog versus the Packers. So I think those two were the were the game week one lines that kind of jumped out to me. But just the overall feel of trying to assess what I'm gonna do about home field advantage this year, because it's gonna get an early start week one with a lot wow. of road dogs.
0: To your point, David, there are ten home dogs in week one. Ten. Yeah. I, I can't imagine we've had very many years in in the past where we could say that.
7: Yeah. And no, I'm not sure if that was a concentrated effort by the schedule makers or not, but I mean, obviously if you have, um, uh, you know, a road favorite, then that's really going to bring, you know, that, that, that's usually a closer game. Um, you know, when you have the home favorites, that's, that's the better team and they're at home this time you have the better team and they're on the road. So that kind of neutralizes it a little bit. Um, I could see them making a concerted effort to do that just to just to try to have the most competitive games possible week one. Um, obviously, they've done a great job. They gave us some amazing primetime games in week one. So, I mean, obviously the, you know, Russell Wilson back to Seattle. You got the Bills Rams and, um, you know, uh, I think it's Cowboys Bucks. So week one's going to be amazing. They came out guns a blazing, which um you know the NFL owns owns the sports world anyway, so it's not really surprising.
4: You, you mentioned the Vikings. Are there another team you're high on this year, or another team you're looking to fade when you took a look at the schedule and, and how how it felt?
7: Well, I'll tell you, I, I, I I'll give you a couple teams from each conference because that's kind of how I like to look at it. I actually try to. I I think the best value personally that I can find is is kind of in the in the divisions. Um, on the NFC side, the one team that I really like, and I think it really gets a boost by the early schedule, is the Eagles. Um, obviously, I wish you know would have been on them before draft day. They had a great draft, and and getting AJ Brown, I'm sure their odds are lower. But I think they're like two and a half to one to win the the NFC. What is it, the NFC East? Yep. And Cowboys are basically even money. And looking at the the first half of the schedule, the Eagles get off to a pretty good start as far as the teams that they're playing they have a fairly easy schedule i think at the beginning and cowboys kind of have a tougher schedule so um something that i like to do is you know if i have a spot like that is i could take the eagles and if i change my mind you know week three four five you might even be able to get off the other side you know if um and, the, and I was on your show last year and we discussed the Titans versus the Colts. That was uh, my, you know, my my favorite preseason play was the Titans to win that division. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was basically because the Colts had an impossible first five games and the Titans had a, a cakewalk. So I could kind of reassess, you know, week four or five after, you know, we get off to a lead and you can get the comeback on the other team if you want, if you're if you don't like your position or you can just ride it out. So I'm thinking that's what I might want to do with the with the Eagles is kind of play them and and kind of see how it falls out the first few weeks. I I think Jalen Hurts made some strides. Um, I don't necessarily. I'm not positive that he's ready to, you know, take them, you know, deep into the playoffs, but I do think that he's a good regular season quarterback and I love AJ Brown. So the addition of AJ Brown, the Lions are are super strong. They both they have good offensive and defensive lines. So I'm looking at the Eagles. I mean, if you look at that early season schedule, the Lions, uh, you know, Washington, Jacksonville, the Cardinals are average. I mean, the Vikings I really like, but they're at home. So um, I think they can get yeah. off to a pretty good start, and I think the Cowboys get off to a pretty tough schedule with the the Bucks, and um, I'm not even sure who they play gate week two. Maybe the Packers or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. So, it's- Cowboys have a tough start. Eagles have an easy start. So you're getting two and a half to one on the Eagles. I don't really think the Giants or Washington's going to be a contender this year. So um, I kind of see that as a two-horse race. So why not, you know, take a a nice little flyer there.
4: Tampa Cincinnati Rams Philly for the first six for the Cowboys.
7: Yeah, so that's kind of what I what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if if the Cowboys could easily get off to a, you know, two and four, three and three type start. So, you know, we're getting two and a half to one. The Eagles might be a game or two up on the Cowboys, um, you know, going into the game. And the week six game is in Philly, so I would expect Philly to be either favored or, you know, just a small dog there. So mm-hmm. um if you, if you don't like your spot with the Eagles, you can get off them probably at a, at a decent price. You can get on the Cowboys right before the Cowboys go into their cakewalk part, which is lions bears bye. So that's kind of where I would lean to um, on the AFC. I mean, on the NFC side, kind of my stronger early season leans would be, you know, Eagles to win the East.
0: Okay. yeah. And to your point, by the way, that's one number that stood out to me in week one. David, they're four on the road against the Lions? The Lions could be a three-win team again this year.
7: Yeah, I think that. I mean, I think the public really got fooled—not really fooled, but I mean, the the Lions were feisty at home last year and and later in the year. But I mean, when it comes down to it, they do lack talent. So um, yeah, I, I I I like the Eagles there. If I remember correctly, deep in late in the year, the Eagles did kind of land base the the Lions. So um, that
0: did in fact happen. Yep.
7: Yeah, I think we were on that one as well um, last year. So I think I had the Eagles in that one in a route. And um, I, I think I will probably go back there as well. But, um, you know, be careful. One thing I would advise is just just be careful in your opinions. And sometimes we get too stuck on on something. Um, you know, anything I say today, there's there's still a training camp. There's still injuries that are going to happen. There's mm-hmm. trades. There's whatever. There's a lot of things that are going to be hap- going to happen. So, you know, when you say it, you, you kind of want to stick to your convictions, but I, I don't really like necessarily when, when a sportscaster or something be like, well, this was my preseason prediction, so I'm going to stick with it. It's like, well, no, you have new information. So if you have new information, use that new information and don't necessarily get stuck in, be willing to come off of your opinion. You know, thought it's on. kind of I yep. thought on that
0: in, in the like ninety seconds that we have in this segment here. Uh, you mentioned the two NFC teams. Which AFC teams are you going to be high on?
7: Well, I feel like the AFC is much more difficult. There are too um, many of them. Yeah, I think there are just too many teams. So um, I'm not really looking at anything big from there. But I do think that the I'm going to go on the opposite side of what I liked last year, and I, I like the Colts to win the South. They're about even money, and I think the Colts. Uh, with Matt Ryan, are going to be a lot better, and the Titans, uh, you know, they were a little exposed near the end of the year, and they they lost they lost their weapons. Um, no A.J. Brown, no Julio Jones, who we thought was going to be good, he ended up not being so good. But um, I think the Colts at even money is a pretty nice, pretty nice buy right now, and also they get off the gate. Uh, quickly. They play Houston and Jacksonville first Mm -hmm. two weeks. So um, Matt Ryan gets a chance to get his feet wet and learn the system with a couple of cakewalks. So um, I I think the Colts are, are kind of the team that I like uh, as far as a division winner. Uh, I really don't have a a winner of the AFC in general, just because I think there's 10 teams that can win it. So I I do like the Colts there though.
0: All right. Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Are you cool to hang around for a few more minutes? We want we want to ask you a couple of things about the World Series of Poker and what has changed for that event this year.
7: Yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm okay. uh I'm here with you guys for another segment, so yep.
0: Big changes, uh, Polly with the venue shifting from the Rio to Bally's now, and that's going to be right in the dead, you know, heart of the strip, mm-hmm. and what that's going to mean. Um so it is follow the money here on Vison, the sports betting network, more with professional poker player He's dynamite betting the NFL, David Baker coming up here and follow the money. It is Visa, the eSports betting network. bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com.
1: Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe and my podcast Climbing in Heels is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing, This week, I'm talking to the one and only, Ryan Seacrest.
3: love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these
2: exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever listen to math and magic on our very own iheart radio
6: app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast the big take from bloomberg news brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world
1: we cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening what it means and why it matters every afternoon